Welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future. If it's happening in the Challenge universe, then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated Challenge Historian, Jacob Hollibaugh. Thank you so very much for being here with us today on this wonderful Tuesday. The last, uh, we got four left, three or four more Tuesdays like this, where we look forward to two brand new episodes of The Challenge coming in hot over the next two days. We're here to preview all of it. We've got Spies, Lies, and Allies, the penultimate episode 17 tomorrow night, Wednesday night, followed uh, pretty much immediately after, hours later, late Wednesday night into Thursday morning, premiering All Stars 2 episode 4 on Paramount+. Plus. Two great episodes, both coming this week. Very excited for both. Lots of questions for both. But before we can dive into either one of those, we do have one quick housekeeping note. And that is that video where I pitch my idea for what I think would be one of the greatest challenge seasons ever. You know, the one I've mentioned at least a dozen different times in the last two months that it would be coming out and then it didn't come out and then it would be coming out and then it didn't come out because I'm as trustworthy as Kyle on a male elimination week. Well, it finally came out. It finally came through. I posted that video over the weekend and then also did kind of a mini version of it on the Instagram page as well. If you have not seen it or checked it out already, go on over to YouTube, search Challenge Historian. You will find it the greatest challenge season ever, a pitch. That is what it is titled. If you just look up Challenge Historian, you will find it right away. And you will also can you know, see a limited version of it on the Instagram page as well. It has been so much fun to hear people's reactions and the ideas for who should be in this fictional cast, who shouldn't be in this fictional cast, what changes people would make, all of that. So go check it out. Let me know your thoughts. You can do so either in the comments on the YouTube page. You can go over to the Instagram page and the post all about it and comment there. Either way you want, send DMs, whatever. Love hearing all the feedback and also got to give a quick shout out to... We're going to talk later in this podcast about some some folks in the challenge community, uh, former, current cast members that aren't maybe always seem the most inviting to each other or to themselves. But I've got to say, um, and I should say it every week, the the challenge community as a whole and all the 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 cast members from way back when, recently, now, anyone that's ever been on the show, super duper inviting and nice to folks like myself that just love the show and talk about it and write about it and have Instagram pages about it, whatever. Many many of them, you know, reposting it. DMing me about it, saying thanks for including me in this, all kinds of things. So shout out to all those wonderful folks who did that. Shout out to you if you checked out the video. If you haven't, go ahead and do that and let me know what you think, if you think it's a good idea or not. With that, then, out of the way, that's the only housekeeping. Nope, yep, that's the only one. We've got a tidy house. So we can continue. Let's turn our attention to these two seasons of The Challenge today. We're going to do a brief discussion of the between time from last week's episode to now, some of the news floating around in the Challenge universe, and then we will do our review and preview of both Spies, Lies, and Allies, followed by All Stars 2. If, by chance, you are only watching one of those two seasons, it's certainly a possibility, but first off, you know, how dare you? But second, I, I get it. And if you are someone who's like, I'm watching SLNA, I'm not watching All Stars yet, or I'm, watching, I'm only watching All Stars, I'm not watching SLA, either way, Check out the show notes that wherever you're listening to this, the show notes will list timestamps for when we talk about each of the two seasons. So if you're like, hey, I haven't watched All Stars yet, I don't want any spoilers, 
great. You'll know when to turn the episode off. You're like, hey, I'm not watching Spies, Lies, and Allies, but I am watching All Stars. Great. You'll know how to skip forward to the exact point you want to listen again once we're done with the between time. So use those show notes and those timestamps to your advantage if you are someone who is unfortunately only watching one of these seasons because both of them are kicking ass right now. So I would be watching both if I was a challenge fan, like I assume you are. That's that. All right, let's go ahead and get right on to it. To the between time we go, and as usual, the challenge universe keeps on churning well outside of the time frames of the actual episodes airing. Lots going down on the podcast and the social media world, on Aftermath, the whole thing. Um, but even with a lot going on this week, I will admit I wasn't quite as plugged in as I normally am every week. So there's a chance I might've missed something here or there, but either way, uh, I have a few less notes about the between time this week than in weeks prior. We'll start as we almost always do with the challenge aftermath, which yet again, uh, we're only doing aftermath shows or they are only doing aftermath shows. I'm unfortunately not involved with them in any way, so I should not say we, um, they are only doing them after spies, lies and allies. We will see if they do any sort of version of them for all stars at any point, the rest of the season, we're kind of assuming they won't at this point, but with aftermath, I actually only have one note and it's not actually a note of anything that was said or happened on in the show itself, um, the only the only comment I've really got about the aftermath episode this week is that it's it's becoming apparent. Um, I've said a few times throughout this season that this is the first time I've enjoyed really watching the aftermath shows or any sort of after show. They've done a bunch of different versions of them over the years for challenge shows, and that I thought they've been doing a great job with this one. They're very entertaining. They're worth watching. If you're watching the season, you should definitely be watching the aftermath show. I still stand by that, but in because of that, I've now realized after the last couple weeks of them that as the show's gotten better and better, I think the last few episodes have been pretty much the best of the season, um, Aftermath, now that it is something I kind of care more about and am more invested in and am enjoying more, it is starting to show the one big problem with it that the the main the show itself has always long had over the years and that have adjusted and kind of actually one of the positive changes or kind of calculations I think they've made in the last 10 seasons or so. And that problem is when your cast gets smaller and smaller, that there just becomes kind of a redundancy or a a boring nature, uh, for lack of a better word, to what's going on. And with Aftermath now, it's like, it's just every week, it's just Tori, Devin, Nani, and Casey. They've been heavily involved in all of them. They don't have a lot a ton to add necessarily at this point, you know, on episode 16 of Aftermath, let alone episode 16 of the show. And it's a problem the show, you know, long, long had of, you know, we, by the time we get to the final, so many people have gone home. There's only so few people left that there's harder to come up with any storylines other than just who's going to win. And it's, you know, if someone's watching the show and it's like, these are my two favorite people and they're gone in episode three and five. Well, now I'm not so invested for the rest of the episodes. And they've changed the format of the final and the format of the, like the end of season format a lot over the years to figure out, you know, how do we, how do they get more people to the end? How do they keep as many storylines going, as many people involved right up until the end without it having to just be like, you know, two teams where 
you know, 15 people are in the final and eight people win. They would kind of try to avoid that, which was kind of the early framework of the show. Um, and I think they've found a really good spot in recent years where it's like, all right, 10 is now we do a final with 10 people one way or another. So we at least have 10 people left for that final episode. And I thought a season like dirty 30 was one of the best examples of, we also want to find a way to get to that last, that fourth, the last third, the last second, to last how many people can we eliminate right, right before the final so that we can have 16, 18 people still in the house, still on a majority of the episodes. I thought they've really, they've got that a little more dialed in over the years, over the seasons. I like where they're at now of like, we do finals with 10 people. That's just kind of the standard. That's good. And it just was interesting to kind of watch this whole episode of aftermath and be like, ah, oh, there was nothing really, you know, it was fine. It was entertaining. I, I had a good time watching it, but there was no you know, big tea spilt. There was no, there was no big reveal of any kind. There was, there was nothing really all that noteworthy. And most of it was because like, we've heard these same people for now three, four weeks in a row of aftermath talk about kind of the same things. And there's not a lot left to be said. And so I realizing it just has a little bit of that same, same problem, which I should say again, is probably is a good problem that they've now They've got to the place where I'm out here like, I have to watch Aftermath. I like Aftermath. I want to watch Aftermath. And now it's going to suffer some of the similar problems and ways to work through. Should they, you know, is it going to be, is it impossible for them to convince someone who was kicked off on episode two or three to come back in and just be like, hey, fans perspective now, you were at least in the house at the beginning. What do you think of this? You know, who knows if that's a good idea, but that's all I've got for Aftermath. Now let's talk about anything else from the between time, which is really only two <laughs> two brief notes to talk about and they're kind of in similar veins and that is the it seems like especially with all-stars 2 coming out and then the all-stars 3 cast being announced that there's just been the main topic of conversation in the social media world around fans and cast and stand accounts and every everyone over the last month or so has pretty much been like is casting discussions of who should be, who shouldn't be, who wants back in, who can't get back in, who fans want to see, this, that, and the other, a bunch of people going at each other. And most notably of all of them has been, I should say together, Polly and Car Maria, but really Polly's risen above everyone else as far as it seems like every week we get some clip of him somewhere talking about the challenges casting and then everyone else in unison kind of responding with fuck out of here. We don't, no one wants you on the show, this, that, and the other. It seems like the consensus by certainly by other cast members. Um, and I think he has said multiple times in his videos, he's well aware, he's well aware that part of the reason he might not be there is because of other cast members feelings towards him. Um, but the cast members certainly, you know, shit on it. Every time one of these videos come out, all the stand accounts, most of the big fan account names out there kind of like get this guy out of here stop talking stop whining whatever and i'm here to say fuck all of that put Polly back on the show the show which we should say one other note from the between time the ratings for the second time this season have completely and utterly plummeted over the last two episodes which i have said repeatedly are maybe the two best episodes of the season these last four to five have been where the game's been much more intense much more interesting much more suspenseful a lot of stuff going on i think it's been great not that many people have been watching it and I think that if you're just going to keep the same group of vets over and over that now are all love each other and kumbaya, it's not going to work. You know what would work? Put Pauly back in. None of them want him there. He's going to walk in day one and be like, yeah, 
none of you want me here. Got it. Everyone hates me. That's fine. Good luck beating me in an elimination. And then if he loses an elimination, everyone that's watching that doesn't like him can cheer for it. But I see no reason why someone who, if you don't like the guy, you don't want to root for the guy, that's fantastic. As similar to a Fessy argument I've made a few times early in this season, there's something to be said of value in someone to root against. If you don't like them, you got to be able to objectively say, are they good or bad television? And let's uh, just quick off the top of my head. Uh, could I interest you in someone who's willing after they lose an elimination to just make up a cheating scandal and piss off one of the most aggressive dudes in the house as he did with Brad and Brittany back on vendettas. That was fantastic. I would take something like that. Um, can I interest you in dominating a season, 100% physically being clearly far and away, not only the best duo there, team, but then probably the best individual male on an entire season, and then on the last challenge before the final in a purge-type situation, somehow out of nowhere, just completely dropping the ball and getting eliminated? That was fantastically entertaining. Um, you know, there's there's a long list. I, I clearly, obviously like Polly on this show. I, as many did, got a little tired of the Polly Cara, Kyle, uh, you know, edit that was going on, but I blame that a lot more on the editing and pushing that way too far than I actually did on the three people involved themselves. But either way, if the entire cast is in consensus is like, don't bring this guy back. He sucks. We don't like him. That's exactly when you should bring him back. We need a little more storylines of people that don't like each other coming back into the season. So bring him back. And the other person to bring back, the other one that's been out there, not making as big a waves, being going about it a little more cordially and a little more just, I'm only talking about me, I'm not shitting on someone else that's in the cast, is Theo. Theo, UK Theo, Theo Campbell, has been out on a tweet storm for a couple days now in a row of he wants back in. And I say, let the man back in. His arguments, uh, one was the first one, which is hilarious. He said, the first time I came into the show was off the back of partying and girls and just you know treating my body like shit for multiple years. And I still kicked everyone's ass until that freaking math problem that lost me from going from first place to second place. And now, if, if you don't follow Theo, personal trainer, as a lot of them are, but uh, the guy was an amazing athlete before. He's pretty freaking jacked up now. Uh, he would be a big old problem if he walked back in this house physically and competitively. And I'm here for it. His, go check out his tweets. They've been very, very funny. He's now come out full force and said, you don't even have to pay me because I'm just going to win the money anyway. So don't have to pay me to appear. Just let me get a chance to win the money. Bring Theo back. Bring Polly back. And, uh, you know, other thoughts on casting, you can go check out that YouTube video I've referenced a few times because in it I talk about specifically one of the three things I would fix about the show or change about the regular show is how they cast the vets and how specific they need to be in casting them. I think both these two people should be back on the show. I'm going to go ahead and say that anyone listening to this probably agrees that Theo should be back and probably very, very vehemently disagrees that Polly should be back. And I welcome all of your comments on that, but put Polly back in the house. That is all for the between time. Let's then move into our review and preview. We will first up do Spies, Lies, and Allies, and then we will go to All-Stars after that. So again, if you are someone who's only watching one or the other, check those timestamps in the show notes, and you will get to the exact right place to listen to the show you want. If you're watching both of them, good on you, because they're both very, very entertaining, very, very good. So just keep listening, and we're going to go through them both. Bye. 
Allies and Allies. First up, quick review and then preview. We're on the penultimate episode, episode 17 out of 18. We've got one left, so let's quickly review what happened back on episode 16 before we talk about what we're thinking might happen on tomorrow night's episode. So here we go, our 92nd or less review of episode 16, Spies, Lies, and Allies, 3, 2, 1, and we're off. CT doesn't trust Kyle or want him on the team, and there's some Emmanuel Kyle foreshadowing that goes down. They then, the cast gets a big old boat day, courtesy of TJ, and it's kind of uneventful. Everyone wants everyone to apologize, and no one apologizes. Then, Million Dollar Heist, a daily challenge where Emerald eventually beats Ruby by mere seconds. Ruby almost pulls off that win, but in the end, Emerald becomes the agency once again. Then, the whole house throws a birthday party for Kyle, which is very nice, but somehow Kyle's best friend, Devin, doesn't know that Kyle is British, not Scottish. So they all wear kilts, they make it Scottish-themed, and no one is Scottish. Big T then makes it known she wants to go into elimination, and after considering Tori instead, Emerald decides not to make waves and give Big T her wish and sends her in. She then calls out Emmy. They play License to Chill, a massive puzzle they have to put together with interruptions by TJ, who makes them swim through an ice bath once in a while just for laughs, I guess. Emmy gets the win, rejoins Sapphire. Big T goes home for real this time. And that is... How the episode went down, that is a very, very brief version of everything that happened on last episode. And as we have talked about it repeatedly, but we expect that was the last woman sent home on the season. And there's now five ladies left, which means we think those five are now into the final. It was not said, but we assumed and they made multiple comments of thinking so. And now penultimate episode, we've got one guy's elimination left to get rid of one more man down from six to five. We've got 10 total five and five ready to rock for that final in the season finale episode. So going into episode 17, let's talk about what we're hoping, what we're expecting, what we're predicting, what I'm hoping for. It's the final time I get to say it. So I guess I will say it. And this is not because of anything towards the person themselves. It is purely for the entertainment and the wanting to feel like the people that play this game are actually some shred of intelligence in them. And I'm only talking about the guys here, not the ladies, because what I'm hoping for is throw in CT, you cowards. Devin, I'm looking at you. You've got it. I bet Emerald wins. We're, I'm not going to predict it forever, but they've won, what, five of the seven times? So make it eight of the nine or whatever it's been. But if if Emerald wins and they don't throw in CT, just complete and utter cowardly play. How he has not faced any scrutiny the whole time, I get it. We learned and we talked about you know, that we learned from a podcast last week, Josh talking about how Nani has been the one kind of protecting CT. And there's been this alliance we found out via aftermath from Devin about, you know, Sapphire and Emerald willingly working together and that bringing CT into it. But regardless, he's probably, he'll probably win the elimination. I get it, but you've got to at least try. You've got one shot left to try to get him out before the final. Do it. Give it a shot. Just so we can, if anything else, we get to watch CT in elimination. That's always fun. So, again, even though I might, part of me is certainly rooting for CT to win the whole thing, I would like it to be, uh, have to work a little bit more for it. And I would like to just think that the rest of the people in the house are smart enough to take a shot, at least one final last-ditch effort to not face him in a final. That's what I'm hoping for. What I'm expecting I'm expecting the ladies to give way more effort and care than the guys have given them. Um, 
with this last male elimination, I feel I I bet all of the women in the house are very, very gracious and work their asses off and plot their asses off and really give way more effort than has been given to them on the receiving end, sometimes on the ladies' week. And then as for what I'm predicting, last week we unfortunately, I thought we were going to go three for three and then we only went one for three. We said there'd be a finals fake out slash just a lot of finals talk, which there was enough of it to mercifully give us a correct answer there. There was no like TJ fake out, but there was a lot of people talking about, are we at the final? How many more? This, that, and the other finals were brought up a half dozen times. So that one was good, but we said Tori would consider going in on purpose. Couldn't have been more wrong. She was very upset that anyone would even say that she should go in. Devin would eventually say, sorry, couldn't have been more wrong there. No one was willing to say sorry last episode. Many people were asked to do so. No one did. So we went one of three. We're 18 and a half out of 40 on the season this week for the penultimate episode. Predictions will be thus. First one, as much as I you know, am hoping that someone will take a shot at CT just for the entertainment of it, my prediction is that two of the three of Logan, Emmanuel, Kyle, two of those three are in the elimination. Mark it down, book it. Nelson, you're good. CT, you're good. Devin, you're good. Two of those three, depending on who wins the daily challenge. If if Emerald wins, Kyle, Logan, you're in there. If Sapphire wins, Logan, Manuel, you're in there. If Ruby somehow gets the win, Emmanuel, Kyle, you're in there. That's the elimination one way or the other. Then CT will be at the center of the deal making. That is uh, prediction number two. That, however, this goes down, whether his team's in the driver's seat or not, he will be at the center of the discussions of who should go in and who should be left and who should try to switch teams at the last moment and whatever, anything like that. CT at the center of the deal making. And third and final prediction, and this one I've got to say is more. I'm hopeful for um, than anything is just a, I've already done bad enough on these predictions. I might as well make a really out there one, but I would love more than anything. I want the elimination game to be a version of not so fast, which if you don't remember, or don't recognize that name immediately. That is where you are tied to a long, you know, hundred foot long rope and have to tangle it around a jungle gym or through a car or through a building or whatever you got to tangle up a rope switch places after 20 minutes and detangle the other person's I freaking love that elimination game we haven't seen anything of that sort on the season so I'm predicting that is our final elimination which uh, is probably wrong but I'm a hopeful person so we're going to add that as a prediction so Logan Manuel Kyle two of those three are the in the elimination CT will bet the center of the deal making not so fast or a version of it will be played in the elimination those are your predictions for spies, lies, and allies, and really hopeful, expecting, predicting a great episode. We've had about three in a row now. Again, the very end of the season has, for one of the first times ever, been way better than the rest of the season just because it got more suspenseful, more energetic, more storylines going, all this stuff going into it. I expect that to continue right up to now, right into that final challenge. So that's Spies, Lies, and Allies. Let's now move ourselves over to the All-Stars realm of things and review and preview All-Stars 2. In the OG world of All-Stars 2, we are heading into episode four, and episode three was the first after kind of episode one and two were a bit of a kind of double episode with the daily challenge and elimination split up. Episode three, we got to that regular style format of house time, daily house time arena. I expect that to kind of be the pace moving forward. Let's quickly review what happened in episode three, 90 seconds or less on the clock. 
everything that went down. Episode three, All Stars two, three, two, one, and we're off. Tina pranked Ryan with some dissolvable shorts, one of the moments of the season already. Ayana and Sophia are buddies. We learned that right before we learned that a braiding session went horribly wrong, and maybe now they're not buddies. A daily challenge happens. It's in two teams. They put together two giant puzzles with some running, swimming to get the pieces involved. Tina and Darrell step up to lead one team. They get the win and earn safety and decision power, leaving Ryan and Ayana the losing captains out into the arena, but Ayana has a life shield, so she's safe. When her team is told to vote for someone to replace her, she says, no, 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 no one's voting. I'm picking by myself. Sophia, you're going in, and quote, it's a gift. Back at the house, Sophia doesn't think it's a gift. She's super hurt. A bunch of people are super nervous about going in. Darrell and Tina deliberate, and uh, turns into more Tina just pushing Darrell around and forcing random draws to happen, and eventually, John A., Jody, MJ, and Kahada are the four names on the board, shocking many people in the house, those four among them. The house then gives Sophia and Ryan their choices out of those four, and that would be Kahada and Jody. At the arena, the four people in two individual matches play tic-tac-toe, yes, tic-tac-toe, with flaming balls as their pieces they got to run across the arena to put them in so some speed is involved Sophia and Ryan both have one mental lapse that costs them gets them sent home Jody and Kahuta now hold life shields and remain in the game so that is what happened more or less as quickly as we could really as much as we could break it down now let's talk about this next episode coming up episode four we're already nearing the midpoint of the season, assuming they're maybe you know going to only do ten episodes again. I think that's how many episodes was on All Stars one ten. Um, so we're already we're you know we're in the thick of things for sure. The game has definitely set in on the on our contestants um, as we expected it would pretty pretty quickly. Let's talk hoping for, expecting, and predicting. Hoping for. More pranks, more parties. Just give us pranks, give us parties. It's already been unbelievable from the prom in episode two uh, to just the opening night party, multiple parties in episode one to the dissolvable shorts prank in episode three. I am hoping and praying that just based off that conversation we saw from Tina and Katie of like, it's time to do some pranks, that that means Tina didn't just come with one prank in her back pocket. She brought a bunch of them, so... Give us all of them. Don't go home with any extra pranks in your bag, Tina. Get them all out of the way. They're great. So that's what we're hoping for. What we're expecting is a continuation of something we predicted last week that started to more or less come true, but I think is what I'm expecting to happen this week, and that is there to become a bit of a divide in the house based on the teams and how they were chosen at the last challenge. The last one was the two two teams. The teams were made very, very quickly on the fly, and I think that is going to set up the initial kind of divide of the house of one side and the others, and kind of the underdogs and those that feel themselves to be in the best spot. So I think that I'm expecting that divide to begin based on those teams from last challenge, and then what I'm predicting... Last week, we went one for two again. We're now two for four on the season. We said one or more medical interventions would happen during the daily, and I really felt like, especially at the beginning of that daily challenge, everyone's talking about how hot it is. Everyone's keeled, like, bent over on their knees, breathing heavy right away. I'm like, oh, we got this for sure. And then, well, thankfully, we were wrong. Um, we mostly predicted this because we saw a lot of medical interventions on the trailer for the season. Um, we thought this was the episode we were going to see some of those. So got that one wrong. That's good. Everyone's still in fight and shape. The one we got right, we said Brad would be on the winning team and that that team would cause, start to cause a divide in the house. 
and we're giving ourselves correct because Brad was on the winning team. And again, there was starting to be some allusions to, man, those teams are made really quick. And I think MJ said, you know, I'm standing over here and looking at all the people I thought I was working with over there. So we got enough of that one. Call it correct. Two for four on the season this week. Predictions, two of them. One of them, first one, individual challenge, Brad wins on the male side. So both, it's kind of a two-part uh, prediction, I guess. Predicting it will be an individual challenge, that they will have the first fully individual one of the season, but also that Brad will be the winner on the male side of things in that of individual challenge. And then prediction number two is that Tina will be targeted, but will not go into the elimination. I think this is the week that everyone else in the house maybe starts saying, uh, you know, we saw a little of it start last week. I think it continues uh, with Jody and maybe some others targeting Tina, but I do not think Tina ends up in the elimination. So I think her name is brought up, but she doesn't go in. Those are two predictions. Individual challenge with Brad winning, Tina targeted, but not going into the elimination. And that is that for the All-Stars review and preview. And that is that for the entire podcast. Try to make it a little bit quicker for you today. A lot of content coming out for sure from us and from everywhere in the challenge world and universe. So Try to make it a little quicker for you there today, but very excited for penultimate episode of Spies, Lies, and Allies, fourth episode of All Stars 2. A lot of great stuff coming. Once again, thank you so very much for being here, for listening week in and week out. Can't say how much it means to us. Hit that follow, hit that subscribe button. It seems like a lot of you already have that are listening, so thank you, thank you, thank you. But if you have not, go ahead and hit it. You won't miss an episode then, and go ahead and head over to that Instagram, at Challenge Story, and follow us there, so when things happen, like we drop that video, video that we've said for months we would, but we finally did. You'll know about it right away. You'll get a preview of it. You'll get a quick link to go over and watch that. Again, if you haven't, check it out on YouTube. Our pitch for the challenge generations, the greatest season there ever could be of the show. So anywhere you're going, podcast, YouTube, Instagram, anywhere, search Challenge Historian. You will find me and the account there. No problem at all. Thank you so much for being there with us. Hope you're as excited for these two episodes this week as I am. I will be back to talk to you late Wednesday night to recap Spies, Lies, and Allies, and then sometime midday Thursday to recap All-Stars 2. Until then, peace. (laughs) 